This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning, Oregon. It's Wednesday, December 1st. This is Andrew Dean with the news briefing from the Oregonian in Oregon Live. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source Health Plans, for supporting the show. Fear not, auditors say, Multnomah County held up its end of the bargain and doled out $160 million in federal pandemic aid just as it planned to, primarily helping people of color. A county audit team examined the county's spending and found it managed the stimulus money effectively and efficiently. Most of the cash went through the county health and homelessness agencies. There has been significant concern locally and nationally about how state and local governments would be able to spend the influx of federal pandemic relief funds. Some predicted massive fraud. That's because the money flooded in at unprecedented levels during a time where many government workers were adjusting to work from home conditions and most were scrambling to respond to health and economic crises posed by the pandemic. But the auditors found just two mistakes, and the most significant one involved $6,825, and it was rectified and accounted for with county resources. Portland public school officials and union negotiators came to loggerheads Tuesday night after district leaders refused to accept the union's proposal to have high schoolers learn remotely for one day a week. The Portland Association of Teachers say students' needs are so high and varied after a year of interrupted learning that educators need more time each week to plan individualized lessons. The union's solution calls for high schoolers to learn on their own at home one day every week, while teachers offer three hours of virtual office hours for students who need them. Under the plan, teachers would spend half of one day per week offering some students individual or small group help online and the other half planning future instruction days. District officials expressed skepticism about the wisdom of cutting back on significant amounts of in-person instruction. They indicated they're particularly concerned about students of color navigating poverty or learning English as a second language, given that their learning needs were poorly met during more than a year in which they received exclusively or largely distanced learning. Union staffers argue their proposal meets the state's definition for offering students sufficient instructional hours, but district officials say otherwise. Quote, that is not the same as in-person instruction day, Deputy Superintendent of Instruction Sean Bird told union negotiators, quote, we just can't support that. Six new homeless shelter villages scheduled to open by year's end won't be ready until early 2022 at the earliest. Commissioner Dan Ryan's office confirmed the delay. The project would create outdoor shelter sites that could house up to 60 tiny home pods along with shared amenities and support services. Each tiny home would be heated, lighted, and semi-furnished 8-by-8-foot shelter for up to two people and their pets. The units are meant to be temporary until residents are able to move into long-term housing. Three sites have been announced and design work is underway there. That includes where the pods may be placed, how to find utility connections, and other design work. But construction and actual move-in dates are far from clear. The city has already reviewed more than 100 potential sites for the villages. The discussion started with a list of 70 sites owned by various city bureaus. 
The president of the Portland chapter of the Gypsy Joker Motorcycle Club was found guilty Tuesday of racketeering, conspiracy, and murder and kidnapping charges in connection with the torture killing of an ex-member in 2015. A jury found Mark Leroy Denklaw guilty of executing a former member, but jurors subsequently acquitted the Motorcycle Club's national president, Kenneth Earl House, aka The Wiz, on a racketeering conspiracy charge. Another club member, Chad Leroy Erickson, was found guilty of murder and kidnapping. One former Former co-defendant had already pled guilty to killing former club member Robert Huggins Jr. with a baseball bat at Decklaw's direction. Prosecutors described the club as an, quote, outlaw gang that engaged in years of brazen assaults. Prosecutors and some of the former members and associates said the Jokers knocked out people's teeth or struck them with wrenches if they crossed the club, delivered punches that left black eyes, they stole motorcycles of ousted members, and used and dealt methamphetamine, marijuana, and cocaine. They also robbed homes, tampered with witnesses, and killed Huggins. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.